What's up, everybody? We have playoff football and beer. So the government's coming after your stove. Wait, like stove in your house? Stove in your house. Um, Got to explain that to me because I'm lost on that one. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know, this is the next big step for humanity uh, with all the problems going on. We're going to tackle stovetops next. Uh, basically, um, they're trying to say that it's a, a cause of asthma and uh, cognitive failure to perform and uh yeah the so stove is doing that to you the stove natural gas stove right but the best thing about this is that everyone's treating it kind of like the uh second amendment argument and they're like come and take it come and take my stove <laughs> that's brother. actually pretty funny um so yeah uh say goodbye to your stove tops no more pan fried anything that's it dude we're done Fry the stove. We're done for my cold, dead hands. We should start an air fryer company right now before it's too late. <laughs> yeah, like all, all the other ones out there in the world. Dude, all we have to do is be second best to Ninja and we'll be fine. Ninjas are great, man. Ninjas are, are great. That's a great appliance. Just, just be second best, dude. <laughs> and just come in for the people that you know don't want to spend the Ninja money. You have the same features, but you're just not Captain Crunch. You know what I'm saying? Second best probably still makes a lot of money. You know what I mean? If they're getting rid of the stoves, it's yeah, it's time, you know what I mean? It's like Lord of the Rings when it's like, yeah, it's time of the orc. Like, you know what I mean? It's time to be the second best air fryer. Yeah, that's kind of weird, though. So um, is this like a movement that's picking up speed or? It's getting shut down real fast. I would what, imagine from so. What, from what I'm seeing. But yeah. um, just like the cow fart airplane it, thing. I mean, the economy's yeah. bad. They're trying to think of anything to, to just get some jobs out there. So I get it. Bro, and this is why politicians shouldn't work 12 months out of the year because we come up with stupid shit like this. Um, How often do you think Joe Biden spends a day studying his stove? <laughs> I don't think he knows how to work a stove, dude. <laughs> I'd be surprised his pants aren't soiled most of the time. <laughs> soiled it. Okay, so do you guys know that pizza meme where it's like the disgruntled workers, they're like stressed out, and it's like, here's a pizza party? Yeah. yeah. That happened to me today, but with Chick-fil-A. Better. That's yeah. better. That's it, not bad. It was an upgrade, I will say, than like your lukewarm to slash cold pizza. Um, but it was still pretty funny because, I mean, it's clearly like just your typical underpaid morale is low. Let's get him some nuggets. Morale's low. This guy walks in. Guys, guess what? I got you all Chick-fil-A for lunch. And it's in the back <laughs> of my Lambo. How many of you need a ride home? <laughs> and we're all just, just crying eating Chick-fil-A. So that happened today. It's I mean, not, it's, it's not a bad way to cry. It's better I, than just crying. It's better to cry in a Lambo than dude, not at all. I hope you ate so much Chick-fil-A that the second half of your day just nothing happened. Oh, my happened. God. I will say I ate ungodly amounts. I mean, he did kind of ball out. There was nuggets, sandwiches, wraps, <laughs> salad. Did he have all the all sauces? sauces. Yeah, it's huge, dude. All I only need sauces. one. That is an attentive man right there. You know what I mean? He's like, I can't give you much, but... I can give you this, but it'll be white with sauce. I hit. He had he had fried and grilled nuggets. I mean, he did go all out. They grilled nuggets. Any of the spicy sandwiches? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, spicy and you get the deluxe with the yeah. bacon on there. Oh yeah, nah, to. there's no deluxes. It was just spicy or hey, regular. Hey man, budget still exists. We're not yeah, putting yeah. bacon Whoa, on let's stuff. Let's not get crazy. Would you say bro? about a Lambo? Budget's we didn't say they're people. <laughs> we didn't say they're people. Okay, they're I guess part of the system. I guess that's the millennial version of a pizza party nowadays, huh? Yeah, it's like a slight upgrade, so everyone's like, oh, well, it's not pizza. Yeah, just the same shit, just packaged differently for the uh, younger crowd. Make it trendy. Yeah. Um, and did you guys know this was going to happen or come out of nowhere? I think it did. It, no, it came out of nowhere. Like, he, like, walked in today, like, right when we're all getting in. And, I mean, I show up late every time I'm in the office. I mean, 22, come on. <laughs> like, the morning commute, fuck that. Um, so I roll in at like 820, supposed to be there at like eight. Everyone else is kind of moseying on into, and it's like around 830 and he just goes in front of everyone and we're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, he's just standing there like awkwardly for like a couple seconds without saying anything. And that's when he was like, guys, guess what? Everything's about to change. <laughs> your life is about to change. Yeah, it this is going to make your divorce better, Janet. We have Chick-fil-A for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, relax, Adam. I need some coffee. Right. You yeah. just leave your lunch in the fridge from, from like that day and then <laughs> come home, you know. Yeah, I ate the lunch you made for me. Nah, oh, you know what? How do you guys, real quick, side note, how do you guys feel about taking people taking the lunch home like um, after work? Do you guys care at all? There's enough. Mm. If everybody eats, then I don't care. Yeah, why not? It's better than getting wasted. Yeah. They're going to throw it out, dude. Corporations. Some people no give it to their kids feel. and stuff. Like, dude, come on. Mom comes home. It's the moms. They're definitely bringing it home for their little guy. You know what I mean? Or it's like the stoner worker. That's definitely some shit my mom would do. Hey, we had food at work today. Brought brought you this home. You know what I mean? She said, fuck this. I'm bringing this home for my kin. You know? I would. Low key. Imagine. She was like, yeah, I'm just eating this shit myself. Yeah, right? One day you'll be a dad. Your little guy has or, or gal has a tough day at work or at school. And then you just like, hey, guess what? Bless up. Chick-fil-A nugs and fries in the back with buff and, and Chick-fil-A yeah. sauce. And then you're like the manager to your kid. Yeah. You're like, hey, your life's immediately better. Yeah. Here's this Chick-fil-A. Hey, I'm sorry I brought you into this ruthless world, but here's some Chick-fil-A. You're welcome. <laughs> Jerry, tell me, tell me more. Uh, about how we're so doomed, please. Oh, dude, the corporate world. That just, yeah, I mean, talking about bringing a child into the world and Chick-fil-A is the only thing that helps. Uh, so we got, we got a story from a friend. Um, you know, got an email. Guys want to, guys want to get to us. Um, we love the, the corporate stories and we love to bash the corporate world. Uh, lunchbeerspod at gmail.com is our email. Please feel free to send in your corporate pain. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about it and give it an analysis. So. Friend of ours in corporate sales, we won't name companies nor industry, but we'll say corporate sales is the worst place to be. It's just, it's, it's ruthless. It's cutthroat. And it's, he said, she said, mom, I stubbed my toe. I deserve a cookie type, type behavior at all times. And, uh, so our friend ran into a situation where they were told pretty much like, not through any company communication over the, over a cell phone to, to work, um, like a certain deal. And they were concerned. They, they voiced their concerns. They're like, all right, I'm going to do this. But like, I think there's a policy that says we can't, they do it. It doesn't, it goes through and then it comes back around. There's some other team that's trying to claim it from this person, take all the revenue. They didn't know the work. They haven't contacted these people since the beginning of the pandemic. So think about that. You're just like a spoiled kid. I'm just going to, Oh, I'm so mad. I haven't even called this client in three and a half years. And now I'm going to come for all the work he did because of this policy. 
but the policy literally contradicts itself. It's like from one line, it says so-and-so can set up account, and if there's an add-on, they have it, and then it goes down, and then this position our friend is, but this person can also do this. So the policy literally contradicts itself within three sentences. I read it. It was mailed to us. We read it ourselves, and now their manager reaches out to them and is like, hey, what's the status of this? And they're just like, you are literally the one that we've been talking about this every day. And you're the one that told me to do this. And now you're mad that we don't have anything going on because this thing I told you I shouldn't do from the beginning. I did. And now I'm in trouble. And that's why we're doomed. Capitalism. That's why we're doomed right there. It's That's really tough to do because you either go against the grain of your manager's wishes, but then you're set up for failure to begin with. I mean, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. I uh, I heard on a, a podcast advertisement for top CEOs that say you'll if you want to keep your job you just do whatever people say and if you want to risk it and, and do better you just do whatever you want it was just like on an ad so I think that might be the way <laughs> oh my god this is an aggressive ad yeah, how are you targeting ads I don't coming know. to you right now what are the, you doing the reference companies were like Burger King so don't <laughs> don't get too excited you know what I mean like, Waffle House. I mean, they literally let their customers have it their way. So they like, give Waffle like, House employees <laughs> combat training. So, bro, every every Waffle House employee gets a fit to Hennessy and a forty mag. Can you imagine? <laughs> imagine you go to work, you work at a Waffle House, and you have to stop a chair from hitting your face from across the room. Bro, it makes Waffle me not House. feel too bad behind a computer sometimes. The amount That's of times true. in the South. I've rolled up into a Waffle House at four a.m. just in no condition to be out in public. <laughs> People are so nice. It's so great. Catching chairs, putting down felons, Wild. Yeah. serving waffles. Dude, yeah. the heroes. You got to go in there and protect the workers. Imagine yep. if Waffle House served beer. Oh, that would not be That's dangerous. dangerous. There's no so way bad. anything good would come from that. Yeah, the government won't allow it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Maybe they will, though. I mean, what's the DUI rate going to be? If they're, You know what I mean? That's a, they can, the issue is they don't want to raise the quota on the state police. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, luckily, we're not at a Waffle House, so we have some beer. Yeah, mm. no doubt. Cold a, beer. A great beer. The best beer. It's my favorite beer. Sam Adams Seasonal. Cold Snap. It's a white ale. Um, hands down, my favorite seasonal that comes out every year. Uh, and I feel like it comes out early and earlier now. They just know. They, they just know at this point. 5.3%. Um, I mean, it just has everything that I want in a beer uh, to come out this time of year. That's so good. We have so many great memories with these beers, Frank. Yeah. yeah this is a beer. Times. Like I know it's a, it's like the hop hazer that we did last year. It only comes out in the winter months, but this is literally a beer I could drink no matter what time of year yeah. it is. The seasonal dynamic doesn't make me like it more. Like it's not cause I can only get it. Sometimes I like it more. I just love it that much. It's perfect. Yeah, this would still be super refreshing on a 95 degree day. This is the beer you give somebody who doesn't like beer to <clears> see <throat> if maybe they like some beer. See if they have a soul. Yeah, this is, I mean, that smooth orange uh, taste with the spices after, um, just a classic. I mean, the can's really cool. I feel like I've really only drank this out of bottles and draft. I feel like I've never even seen their can before. Um, Did we bring it to New York the one day, I think? Yeah, we That's had probably bottles, the only time, though, was it? I don't know. We dumped it all in the snow in the Catskills and never saw them again. So <laughs> They also sell it in like the um, like the variety pack with Boston Lager. The winter lager, cold snap, um, and then the fourth is like a wheat cherry ale. I only want this. Yeah, I mean, from the moment it touches your lips, it's just smooth. Um, 
I can't even think of a, a smoother beer uh, than this one the whole way through. Uh, pretty respectable percentage, too. I mean, you know, 5.3. It's nothing crazy, especially with these IPAs that come out, but it's a very respectable ABV. Um, again, this is one of my uh, all-time favorite beers. I'm going to go in uh, an 8.3 beer. Excellent number. Um, there, there's some type of sweetness that I, I just can't describe it. Is it the so, clementine? So, so I had, I had to look it up and, um, it's the vanilla. So, and you don't think about it, but it's, it's there. Uh, it's in you. I, yeah. Absolutely delicious beer. Um, something I could just sip on a lot, but, uh, I'm going to give this a seven, seven, nine point six. Very strong. Okay. 9.6. Right. This is my favorite beer of all time. Love that for you. This beer is unstoppable. Nothing, I could drink this beer in the morning. I could drink it at night. I get on a train, on a plane. I could cat in the hat this beer. I want this beer all the time. I love this beer. It's perfect. How I feel about absolutely. Um, my God. <laughs> yeah. This is dark times. Um, I give this an 8.1 though. It's definitely uh, in my, it's in my top 10 beers for sure. This is a great beer. I love it so much. I love Sam Adams. I mean, how can you not? He just, he's holding his mug out. Like, I love you. I love you, Sam Adams, especially cold snap. This beer makes me smile when I drink it. Literally. It's like, it's like a good relationship. It just makes me smile. I'm hoping I can get one of these while I watch sports this weekend. Speaking of sports, I did mess up my score. So I was looking at stats of our next topic. I meant to say 9.3, just for the record. Meant to say 9.3. I was looking at the box score from one of the most boring um, college football. The, the mo- We have the best beer to talk yeah. about the worst college ship of all time. Yeah. So I was looking at the box score, getting ready to move on to it. Um, so I messed up my score there. So you're 9.3 on cold snap. Yes. Oh, yes. I it's love supposed that. to be a 9.3. Yes. Um, oh. But moving on. I mean, Georgia just kicked the ever-living dog shit out of TCU. And I felt, I'll just say this, I feel really bad for TCU because it doesn't take away. They had an awesome season. They were 5-7 and seven last year. Sonny Dykes, first-year head coach. But it's kind of hard to not think of anything else but that that clown show that went make, on. Is there is there any reason to put anybody outside the SEC and some Big Ten teams in the college playoffs? Yes. 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 I, yes. No. I said no. Jared said yes. Who say yes? Me. Here's why. The with the college football playoff expanded, you're going to see talent spread out across across schools more. You're going to see Oklahoma get better. You're going to see Texas get better. Now you're going to see maybe a couple Big Ten schools improve. Michigan is. They are knocking on the door. They're right there. They just got. I mean, the Harbaugh just needs to win a big game. That's asking a lot. <laughs> But What's they're there, like? <laughs> and they can get better. Especially, it's like we don't even have to be a top four seed anymore. You, you know what I mean? So you're going to see USC come back. They're going to be in the mix. So, so I, I mean, Reggie Bush is Heisman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a, a Big Ten school almost beat them. I mean, they had the game one. Kirby Smart calls an all-time timeout uh, to stop Ohio State from kicking that field goal. Um, just, uh, I mean... I don't know. I feel like you can't because I, even someone from the SEC and, you know, this was a big field day for the Bama truthers. Yeah. It's tough because I think Georgia would have beaten anyone. Yeah. In, no doubt. In this they were the best team. There's a reason they were the, fa- they were the reason they were the betting odds favorite to, going into the season to win the national yeah. championship. And TCU was 200 to one. And to go <laughs> off my, my point from, from previous Eli, Baylor only lost to TCU. 
by less than three points. So it's it, 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 with the new playoff format, we're going to eventually add in the college basketball dynamic. Anyone could be anyone. It's just it's sports. So I think the talent might get spread across more based off of, hey, this really good recruit lives closer to this area. It'll be easier for their family to travel there, especially now that they're making money. They're probably not going to spend as much to fly people cross country. So you're going to see better high school recruits go to the Big 12s, go to, the, you know, the ACC, go to the Pac-12. Until it leaves four teams, though, I'll still die on the hill that Big Ten and SEC are the only two spots that teams should come from. I believe last this year was the last of four, was it not? Or is yeah, next? I think next year they're starting yeah. twelve. So, um, which is cool. I'm definitely Good. excited I want for more. that. Give no, me more absolutely. Playoffs. I don't, and I don't even understand from a business Colorado standpoint, Buffaloes, right? Because you're getting, so you're getting money for the TV contracts, right? So why did why did they keep it at four games for so long? Wouldn't you want more football games because you you get more it's viewership corporate. and more money? It's cool. No, nah, let's sit on a four team playoff forever. And you know, I understand TCU got blown out, but guess what? They did beat Michigan, and they deserve to be there. Michigan so Ohio beat Michigan, but they Ohio, did beat yeah, Michigan. But, yeah, but Ohio State can't cry. Michigan can't cry. And it's it's kind of a clown show on the college football playoffs because guess what? A Big 12 school just got in the natty. And now it's like, of course, it's the year before they go to 12 because it's been about damn time four years ago because the whole everyone in the SEC, that shit's boring, dude. It's not like as a sports fan, like the NFL is fun this year because the talent spread out. That's what you want to see in college, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Speaking of recruits, I just want to go back to one quick thing. I saw this uh, saw this tweet earlier. Georgia had 15 five-star recruits compared to TCU's one. I mean, which is just kind of yeah, mind-boggling. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> SEC grind, even though they play no one outside of their conference. Okay, the, yeah. the See, worst, I'm tired of that narrative. I'm tired of fakeness, and that's what college football has been. The worst part about that whole game for, for TCU is they went on an incredible run, defied all odds, got to the finals, they got blown out so fucking bad that nobody's going to look at them as like top tier athletes who made it to the finals. They're just going to be known as those guys who lost by 58 points. Yeah, it definitely doesn't help that they lost to Kansas State in the Big 12 playoff and then Kansas State got absolutely shit on by Alabama and they got shit on by by Georgia. So yeah. maybe it is a good thing that we're going in the new the new playoff format this year because if this was two years ago, they'd be doing everything in, in their power to be like, see, this is why the SEC should be, you know what I mean? The, the money, UCF. Here's, you know what the, the corporate <laughs> side of it that you brought up is, Eli? The SEC doesn't want to give up the money because they know if they expand it, more kids are going to want to go to those other schools and they're going to lose out on money. Yeah, and they, they, have, they can't have it. They have can't a stranglehold right yeah. now, so they don't want anything to change. Fuck the SEC, baby. <laughs> it's the new world order is here, baby. College football is going to be awesome next season. I can't wait. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on here. Um, we got a golf documentary. Uh, Super hyped for that. Yeah, that's um, that's coming up. Um, what was it called? Does anyone have that? It's not another one about Tiger. Full I don't swing. care. Something I cannot do. Full swing. A full swing. That's what it's called. It's called full yep, swing. Full yeah. swing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's the drive uh, drive to survive? So they're kind of doing it like that. Um, from what I saw, it's uh, it's going to be pretty good. Um, like the uh, especially because it, it's going on uh, with the live tour stuff. Um, that's going to be interesting to see. And I feel like golf personalities don't get a lot of shine, um, even though you know they're they're very funny. A lot of them be, just because you know it's golf. Not a lot of people watch it, so it's going to bring the light. Uh, 
to light a lot of the people like Max Homa. I think he's one of the the biggest or, or best sports personalities out there, but no one really talks about him because he plays golf instead of, you know, football. Interesting. Max Homa is a pretty chill dude. He's barstooly. Golf is growing though. I feel like our generation is definitely picking it up a lot earlier than like our fathers did. Like, I know my dad doesn't play golf. Eli's dad doesn't play golf. Do your dads play golf? Nope. No. All four of us play yeah. golf. Oh yeah. Maybe it's like a sport that jumps like every other generation. Because my grandfather played golf. My grandparents did not play golf. Play golf. Granddad's no. play golf. No. No. Okay. So we, we also are getting to the point where they're arguing that shirts should be able to be untucked and short sleeve button yeah, up. So you see the game changing. I think it'd be wild. cool. I know the big thing with JJ Spawn. I think every tournament like every course has their own dress code i think every tournament yeah. can have i saw they were talking dress about code. that i yeah. like that that's how I, it should be yeah it's different how it weather be different too. elements you different know if, if augusta and the masters wants to lock down on shit that's okay but if a tournament at the beginning of the season in hawaii lets you wear button down hawaiian shirts and yeah. have your shirt untucked then that's cool too awesome. yeah you know what actually made golf like way more popular with people that aren't golf fans that would just get it on the bar Every weekend, you have to have these guys all wear crazy outfits. Like the PGA literally goes right to your idea, Frank, and they get a deal running with the courses courses that are under the table for the tournaments. And it's like this weekend, you have to dress like it's nineteen thirteen. <laughs> Why Augustus that year? makes you wear everyone, a full suit. Everyone, everyone out, everyone's out there with like knickers and checkered board socks and like the oldest shitty leather golf shoes and playing with wood clubs and wearing the whatever the fuck hats Deshembo wears, wearing those hats and like yeah. you just have to wear that. And every dude's wearing That's that. Pretty funny, dude. Guys would pimp it, right? If you were in the PGA and you were forced to do that, would you be mad or would you pimp it out and be like, I'm gonna get the yeah. dopest fucking outfit anyone's ever just seen? Just like uh, Heineke in that one pregame, exactly. Where you had the yeah. blinders on, exactly. You pull up looking like that, and like, it would give sponsors a chance to like market new gear or other kind of clothes. yeah, right? It would be mm-hmm. great for the game. Oh, hey, this weekend, everybody fucking do your best JD impersonation. Like, okay, I'm going to play this round with a pillow in my fucking polo stitched yeah. inside of it <laughs> they, and have rainbow pants on. I, I do know. like that. I know, like, for some, they're kind of breaking through. Like, obviously, you know, the, um, the what was it, Tournament of Champions, they call it? The, what was it? That was the name of yeah. it this last weekend. You know, Century have, Tournament Century, of Champions. Yeah, that's what it was. They let JJ spawn, you know, untuck his shirt. Like, that's pretty cool, man. And I know they kind of do similar stuff, like when they have um, the Arnold Palmer Invitational they do, you know, like the bright colors and like the beach kind of shit. Um, I think they should just do that more. Even if they did what Jared just said, like, nine, you know, you have to dress like golf was just invented. Bro, that's <laughs> how, you know, honestly, that's how you would bring in a female, more female viewer base as well with the outfits. It'd be like the or red fashion. carpet show. Everyone's just going in for the fashion. <laughs> right. And then also builds the companies that you partner with. Like everybody wins in that situation. You heard her here first on Lunch Beers. I'm going to start pitching that idea. Take it to another level, just like the mass singer where they have the big costumes. You have to guess what the golfer is. (laughs) But to Frank's point, I, I hate that like my two favorite sports, baseball and golf are like the only sports where people give a shit if your jersey's tucked in. Like, why does my polo or jersey have to be tucked? If you play in the NFL, dude, it could be tucked. You could have, you could be like Zeke and just wear a sports bra over your pads. You could have your jersey untucked. NBA, same thing. Jersey could be untucked. You could wear sleeves That's underneath. That's when Kyrie goes could, to business. He yeah, purposely bro. untucks his jersey. 
Facts. Dude, that's <laughs> okay. what I'm saying. Like, nobody cares. But why is it in these two fields that it's a big deal? I don't like, dude, we literally live on a floating rock in an ever expanding universe. We still don't even understand our origin. And yet we're worried about if guys have their shirts tucked in. We need something to do. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Just triggered. Jared's triggered. Other people were triggered, dude, when I tweeted about the Packers, Quay Walker, pushing medical staff. Let's oh, talk about man. that for 30 seconds. Over 2 million people, bro. Over 2 million people up in my Johnson. Because I'm defending some 50-some-year-old man getting shoved in the back by an NFL player. This Each one of those accounts has the same voting rights that we have. Think about that. Guy's just trying to do his job, too, man. Dude, yeah, and like people on. are like, oh, he shoved him. My man just like put his hand on him like, hey, I'm coming through. Massive football guy standing over injured player on other team shoves him in the back. Fun fact: fifty three man roster, thirty two teams, one thousand six hundred ninety six active NFL players at all times. One man ejected this season for shoving non player. Ooh, who is it? Two times, two time oh. reigning champ Quay Walker. I don't need a beer for this. Two time reigning champ. That's, so that's crazy. I was in the trenches for three days straight. Fighting with thousands of people. Shout out lunch beers. We had some people tweeting at us. Maybe some good stuff. Maybe not. But hey, we're up in their mouth. Why are the bots? They're so paying mean. rent. Like imagine you're like a busboy at a, a crowded restaurant, and you accidentally, you know, as you're, you know, moving from table to table, you know, you your your shoulder brushes against some guy's back, yeah. and he just turns around and shoves the shit out of you. Yeah. Like what? Twice your size. <laughs> I'm throwing hands, <laughs> dude. Yo, he only did that because he was wearing a helmet. Because he couldn't get punched in the face. Yo, you're only tweeting that because you, he, he's not there. That's the that's what your argument sounds like. The, anyone that off the impressions we got off of Eli's tweet that is picking up this podcast and listening and wants to defend Quay Walker, I want you to look yourself in the mirror when you wake up. And when you ask you this question, when you're in a fucking college bar and it was super crowded and you're just standing there and everyone's talking. There's nowhere really to move. And some dude comes across the room because he's got to go take a piss or he's going outside for a smoke and like kind of just pushes you in the back because you're not going to hear him. Let's be honest. You think Lambeau Field has good acoustics? Yeah, I'm sure with all the fans around yelling in your ears and you have play calling going through the helmet. But anyway, they push you aside a little bit to go to the bar. I bet none of you turned around and shoved them for no reason. And also, if you're defending Quay Walker and you're listening, turn our podcast off. Yeah. We don't want you here. Ridiculous, bro. <laughs> Get out of here. Just ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's just, come on. In light of what happened, like that too, it just makes it five million times Show worse. Show love the med staff, man. They're doing the right thing. Or, period. Yeah, the yeah, end. Right? All the weeks, too. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, stupid. Or, stupid. Yeah, just, well, in his defense, it wasn't the first week, Frank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. He lasted this long. Speaking of first week, dude, first week of playoffs, fire me up. Super mm. wild card weekend. It's yeah, super. Yeah, don't it's forget super. the super. I get sad after this weekend because it's oh, like no, no, no. there's so don't many. Say, don't, come don't on, all the games and then there's not don't as much. Don't you dare say start that. Bringing that into our world <laughs> right um, now, dude. Yeah. It just breaks my heart. I'm excited, I know it but it does, breaks but my don't heart. Don't think about it, man. Just enjoy this weekend and Ignore. don't think about the weekends moving forward and how every weekend there's less football. Don't think about it. X golf, baby. Every weekend, X golf, Paige Sporanic, all up on the ads. My favorite ads, Paige Sporanic ads. But Super Wild Card Weekend is upon us starting this Saturday. Seahawks 49ers, they put them in the Saturday 430 spot. That's kind of crazy, right? They know something we I don't. I like it. 
I like it. I feel like that spot's usually reserved for the AFC South. Geno Smith, comeback player of the year, best Seahawk quarterback of all time. You know why? Everyone on Saturday, everyone wants to watch Chargers Jags. All right, opened up reverse line movement, very short spread, dude. Ten point spread. What is Seattle? Well, dude, Seattle's not stopping the run. Uh, I think the four. I think the Forty Nineers are going to. Yeah, roll it's just going to. Yeah, though. it's just going to be. Dude, they, what what was the score when they played in the regular season? Seattle put up seven. The Forty ers scored like twenty eight. Uh, I know it was it was a blowout. It's a close game. Um, here actually, I could probably find it for you here, but I I just I don't understand. The Geno Smith hype, yeah, because he had the <laughs> most, yeah, yeah. The most yards broke, thrown. You're, he broke yeah, Russell Wilson's. You got to give him, dude. He broke Seattle's passing record. You got to give him a little something at nah, some point. Nah, you can't let your bias just be tattooed on your forehead. Yes, I can. This I definitely think he's obviously having a good year for him, um, but or the comeback player, the Seahawk, or the comeback of player of the year stuff. <laughs> Nope. Um, that's just preposterous. I I would put Jared Goff. If you're any of the quarterbacks, got to go to Jared Goff. And Saquon Barkley had the most rushing yards in his professional career coming off an ACL injury, and his team's also in the playoffs. And look how bad they were before Brian Dable came in. Look how bad. Now they're signing extensions. Dude, they probably might come out and beat the Giants. They so I'm I just I'm sorry I let my bias come Vikings. in there, but I'm you know what you're, we'll, we'll see if Geno Smith's the comeback player of the year, he'll go out and beat Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, and it's not going to happen. They're going to steamroll Seattle. And here's something I like in this game for you guys to consider: Christian McCaffrey, sixty to one, most receiving yards. Tell me it's just not you know what I mean. Go to Kittle when you can. Purdy loves Kittle, and then just dump off City <clears throat> McCaffrey, and he's just going to dominate Seattle's. That's a lot of dollars floor. on your dollar if it hits. So yeah. Absolutely, because Diggs didn't play well, hasn't played well against Miami all year. Um, Mike Evans might be worth a look, I think, against Diggs, who's a gambler and is going to go for the interception. Um, and, I mean, Chargers receivers a little banged up now, played all game. And they're Lawrence, the Chargers. Lawrence didn't really look too good last week. Um, I mentioned Diggs. Who even knows who's playing quarterback for the Ravens or Miami? Or who's catching the ball. Justin Jefferson would be the other guy. I'm not sure his odds. He had 131 in a tud against the Giants, but that was only off of six catches. And the Cowboys are in the playoffs. So you the, know they're going to suck. And the corner that was that would have played for against Jefferson didn't play in that game. Who's who who missed in that game? Who'd you guys miss? For what? The corner that would have played Jefferson. Who'd you miss in that game? There was a corner that was out in that for game. For the Giants? Yeah, I don't remember. So oh, he was guarding hurt. him this time. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I think it was uh, Fave. Fabian, maybe? Yes, Fabian. Correct. Yeah. I heard it. I was listening to the radio this morning. I heard it. So. This guy listens to the radio. I just sport, <laughs> dude. Sports radio is my life. I think, I think, you know, McCaffrey is just going to be the entire game. Like, dude, how is Seattle going to stop the run game against them? Yeah, they're you just can. not. You can't. It's, it is kind of crazy the weapons that Kyle Shanahan has. So. Um, I think. And then Brock Purdy doesn't even need to do much. Yeah, I think that's, that game's going to be a blowout. I went into a tangent, and I apologize. My point was, the reason they put that at 4.30 on Saturday, Frank, is because everybody knows that there's a really good game at 8, and there's three more. Get all your chores done on Saturday. Hang out <laughs> with your friends, cause, and then just lock in Sunday. Yeah, 8.15 um, is going to be good. We're jagging off. There we Saturday are. night. Okay. Jagging off Dougie P. <laughs> okay. I'm actually really happy for the Jaguars. Jackson, everyone's going to be super drunk there. Just your typical like Florida people, wasted. Um, it's going to be a great time. I'm going to enjoy watching this game. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think uh, the Sharps and the Trends 
are behind Jacksonville, but I just, I don't know, man. How do the Chargers not win this game? Eckler's a I guess beast, that's why dude. the Sharps are We just saw Jag- them lay an egg against the Titans and squeak one out. I mean, dude, look at the Titans quarterback situation. Derrick Henry was running. You knew what they were going to do on downs one and four as the Jags. On first down, they're running ISO with Derrick Henry up the middle, and on fourth down, they're punting. You had to guess at two plays per set of downs against the Titans, and they still struggled to beat them. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think they the had defense, defensive touchdown. It's just like they're kind of like the Chiefs, though. It's like the defense, you just kind of throw it out. Frank said, yeah, there was a defensive touchdown. So it's like the Jags' offense didn't really play that well. They But they did also put up, what, uh, 27 against the Ravens? who have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Yeah, with an offense that can't stay on the field. Okay, well, well, they put up 27 against a great defense. <laughs> My point is that the Chargers defense is nowhere near. Now, yeah, Lawrence looked flat, I think, on Saturday, like super flat. So he's definitely going to have to be a little sharper to beat Herbert. But Brandon Staley just ran his starters out there last week, and they couldn't even beat the fucking Broncos. That's where Tyler Huntley beat the Broncos, brother. <laughs> That's where I agree with you so there. I think Doug I, Peterson's a way better coach. Me, personally, as a player, like, dude, like when you just have a game coming all week, all you think about is a game. Don't want to pretend like you don't. Like, oh, my God, we're playing this team. We just lost to the Broncos. Like, that is in their head right now. Now, granted, the Broncos also have a way better defense than the Chargers, but the Broncos don't have Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, who's had his career best year. Um, who knows what Mike Williams did? Brandon Staley, bonehead. You know, so I would <laughs> I would lean with the points, definitely on a teaser. Um, but there's also the reverse line movement that Frank was talking about. I mean, dude, it's 65% of the handle and 61% of the bets are on the Chargers. And only 35% of the handle and 39% is on the Jags, yet the line is moving against them. And uh, I think, Frank, you sent me some crazy stat today on Twitter in regards to that. Uh, do you have that up right now? Uh, yeah, I think it was if the uh, if the line moves for you and you're a dog of under three points against a team that didn't make the playoffs last year. It's like 10 and one against the spread. I know that was kind of crazy. I did say a lot there, but it was an insane stat that I did. I did send Jared, but again, it's just hard to see the Chargers losing that game. Who are you guys um, going to bet in this game? Just out of curiosity, like what? What are we? I'm not going to bet, but I would take the Chargers. I'm not betting. I, I would also take the Chargers. Okay, uh, I'm the. I would also. I, I would do key the over. Oh yeah, um, I think that game's gonna get a little weird Saturday night. There, there's sure. <laughs> there's Neckler looks like maybe a couple turnovers. There's a teacher. nice stat here that uh, six of the last seven games between Chargers and Jacks have gone over. Um, oh, I like the, that the there line there. But all I, over it. I, I would take the Jacks honestly, just because they, they've been an underdog for the whole year. I'd want to say, um, and they just won five outright in a row so it's just nice guy, i'm glad i'm glad yeah. nicks with me i'm not the only one that's going to bet on this game it's a lock now uh, yeah i'm going to absolutely take the points just because of the coaching edge i think doug peterson's way better than brandon Staley. he won Jags, a super bowl with nick Foles. minus seven um uh-huh. What? Uh, yeah, you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah, actually, why not? <laughs> a yeah, dude, money, right? Why not get paid this Friday? If you get paid this Friday, why not get crazy? Y'all? I'm I ready to lose win. some. They're why at not? home, man. They got the home field. They, uh, you know, why not? Okay, moving on to Sunday. Uh, Giants Vikings, very very winnable game for the Giants. Uh, they're catching three points. Um, I I think 
clutch Kirk, baby. We're, we're, Doesn't exist. We're, we're very, very due for a very bad Kirk Cousins game. He's yeah. been playing really well, I will say. Uh, Being a resident well. Washington guy, I can confirm that. He was Frank terrible against Green Bay. <laughs> And yeah. then they destroyed the Bears, but the Bears didn't, definitely didn't want to win that game. No, they Jefferson's a new that he can be held, which is big. Yeah. That's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. And I it, will say, though, this year it's been more on the Vikings' defense, which I think Dable's going to put a great scheme together and exploit. Um, yeah, so. I, I don't think uh, Dable is going to go two times in a row against the same team and lose by three points. So uh, the guy's proven he's definitely coach of the year. Um I think he's going to sit down and study the fuck out of the last one and figure it out. So I'm actually very, very much leaning for the, for the Giants here. Yeah, that was a 4.30 game. I kind of jumped ahead of myself there. The 1 p.m. game, Dolphins-Bills with no Tua, though. I mean, mm-hmm. like, that sucks. Dolphins ticket yeah. is not looking live. That fucking sucks. Yeah, I'm laying the points with the Bills. Just talk next game. Dude, I, heard, I, talk heard, about. I heard there was, like, a 13-3 and three mark with the favorites. Um of nine points or more. So honestly, like if you really think it's going to be a blowout, why not lay the points and get both those teams on teasers, get them involved in money line parlays. Like dude, both teams are just not in a good spot and it's just the playoffs. And it's the same thing with the Ravens, which we'll get to, but to come back to the giants game, um, the only thing that scares me about the three, I want to get on the giants at three and a half. If I can, I'll wait. And if not, I'm, I'm probably going to tease them up. Cause I, I think it'll be close. Uh, but the the Vikings with the minus three spread are also eleven and two in one score games this year. So that's like where it gets a little dicey if you're better looking at that game. And I mean, what do you think the game plan is for the Giants, Frank? They probably just I feel like you got to keep Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson stop off the field. Justin Jefferson, yeah. I mean, no. How do you do that? Not keep the offense. Right? Saquon off the field. needs to go off. Stop him. Right? Saquon goes off. Because the Minnesota Vikings defense is trash. We know this, right? Run the ball, him and Danny Danny Dimes, do a little wildcat shit. Oh, you know, yeah. RPOs. I mean, mm-hmm. when the Danny offense Dimes is, needs to move. When the offense is humming, Daniel Jones has a lot of designed runs. Yeah. Um, he so, tears And I think they'll up. run all over them. And then they, you know what I mean? You don't, you just keep possession and, and don't let the Minnesota Vikings be explosive. Yeah, right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson is their explosiveness. Um, I think it kind of ends there. Uh, TJ Hawkinson has been good for them, but uh, I wouldn't say they have a very explosive uh, offense besides Justin Jefferson. Um, okay, we do got to get to the Ravens-Bengals. Jared, this is you. How do you feel? Not good, I'd imagine. No. Tommy Turning? No, it is Lamar Jackson playing? It is what it is. You know, here is he we are. Or not? We know who knows. Do you, do you see they just signed Roquan Smith? Yeah, that that's deal, pretty exciting. No money for Lamar. That's fine, dude. The Ravens are a defensive team. That's how they play. Like, what we need is a healthy J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards out there, and Isaiah Likely and Mark Andrews going at the same time. Uh, also, DeAndre Hopkins is looking to get out of Arizona, and if the Baltimore Ravens don't get him, then they don't care. Because if you get him, you get a healthy Rashad Bateman, you have Isaiah Likely, and you have Mark Andrews. Those are your four receiving weapons with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. We have Linderbaum on the line. Ronnie Stanley's healthy. Next year's the year. So that's where I'm at. Joe Burrow is on an absolute sick 13-3 and ATS run. Not only are they just winning every game, but they're just shitting on every opponent they play for. Um, the defense is getting much improved. They scored a touchdown last week. Um 
line opened six and a half, actually opened five and a half. I saw uh, on Sunday, I checked five and a half, bet all the way to seven right now. It's probably going to get to seven and a half. Who knows if it's Huntley? Um, I mean, they scored three points against the Browns, who just fired their defensive coordinator. So think about that. Um, I'm, I already bet Cincinnati the Super Bowl future plus 950 because. I think they're the best team right now in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Joe Cool is the guy. We literally named an episode after him, and he owns Pat Mahomes, and I think they would have shit on the Bills if they finished that game on Monday. And I think this is the toughest opponent they face because it's the best defense in the AFC. So if Joe Burrow beats them, they're going all the way. All right, uh, last game of the Super Wildcard Weekend, Monday Night Football, Cowboys-Bucks. <laughs> we know what's going to happen here, dude. Tom Brady <laughs> has never lost the Dallas Cowboys. Which is and the Cowboys crazy. are the Cowboys. 35-12 and 12 in the playoffs, dude. Insane. Just imagine playing that. 47 playoff games in your career. And Dak Prescott threw 11 interceptions in the last seven games, And he also baby. just got crushed by Washington Week 18 with UNC Sam Howell at quarterback. Not that he's a bad quarterback, but it was his first start. And he crushed a double-digit win, Cowboys, right before the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Cowboys <laughs> at that, like, it's bad that they were playing their starters and trying. Like, it would have been one thing if they were like, okay, we're not going to play anyone. Fuck right. it. Like a Giants but, like, situation. The fact that the Cowboys did play all their starters and they just weren't good. Crushed. And, like, Dude, Mark, they got destroyed. Mike McCarthy just looked like a dum-dum on the sideline. <laughs> like, <laughs> massage Mike. Oh, oh my God. They, those guys are the worst, dude. Those guys are the absolute it is, worst. It is crazy that it's that Dallas is only laying two points. Um, that is wild because I feel like I mean, record wise, you would expect that line to look a little different. Yeah, um, the books know, dude. They yeah. know. Yeah, very. Crazy. Dak Prescott to throw one interception is minus, minus five thousand. Minus one eighty. That's crazy. One eighty. The disrespect. <laughs> I think I'm going to bet both quarterbacks throw an interception and a defensive touchdown. Oh, I think I see okay. a pick six in that game. Okay, like that. Love that. Um, all right, that go. Uh, that's it. Got to bet the goat, though. Just do it. Just bet do the goat. It. Super wild card weekend coming up. The superest. Um, we're gonna have a super time. Okay, before we end it, our locks of the week. Okay, ten and seven. We got some breathing room here. Uh, Stillers. I feel like every time I bet on the Steelers, they come through for your boy. They did come through big, uh, meaningless game, but I just knew Mike Tomlin would not suffer a losing record for the first time in his career. Week one and week 18, dude, you were all over him. <laughs> Frank knows how to pick his spots, man. This the guy's Steelers. a genius. Um, so, yeah, that was nice. But <sighs> this one sucks because the last time I bet on the Giants for my lock, it did not come through. But dun, they... Dun, dun. <laughs> Who put Giants going, old spread minus 17? In me. <laughs> they're going to beat the Minnesota Vikings this Sunday. Um, book it. Minus 17 as well. Some beer money. Just, look, it, just listen I'm to in. me. Eli, I'm in. Just do it. Let's go. I'm Valley it. boys. Let's go, Saquon. Valley boys. I'm sending it. All right. Once again, uh, fade me because the fucking, who was it? The Bears last week beat the Colts when... They had draft, that game, that, draft that picks game's on under line. protest. Yeah, man. I mean, the Colts came back and they they were looking that good was for a, catastrophe. a second and then crumbled. Um, so don't follow anything I, I've said. I, I've probably lost like every single lock. Uh, but if you faded me, 
you are up so much fucking money. Uh, with the two news coming out, I really think it's just a wash for the Bills. Uh, I am going to slightly tease the line just because I get weird and like specific spreads. Um, so I'm going to go minus 10 on the Bills. Uh, I really think they're just going to fucking dominate. But depending on how they play, you know, 10 points is, is 10 points. So, um, yeah, it's my lock. They ain't moving it with Scholar Thompson, dude. I'm taking yeah. uh the lights show the lights show reality and we got goat versus woat just i'm taking brady in prime time against the cowboys it's just a no-brainer plus you're getting two and a half like i'm the amount of money that brady has won me in my life it, it i'm not gonna stop until he stops so I'm, I'm brady bucks two and a half yeah i love that um, also really happy that Frank and Eli are around and Nick's here to fade because you guys definitely helped me out last weekend. Uh, cause I lost both my bets. Uh, Evan Ingram, right? Dominates the Titans. The, dom- the Titans get dominated by the tight end stacks stats. They don't matter. They don't, you know, it doesn't matter. So, um, Evan Ingram was a loser on his over prop. I also bet him over four and a half, which I didn't say, but I lost that too. And then the Jags couldn't cover the six. Trevor Lawrence looked terrible. Uh, we'll see how it goes for them this weekend. Um, but you guys know me. I love teasers. <laughs> I, they're just my favorite thing to bet in the NFL. Because the tasty you, teasers. You get to move two lines, parlay them again for 120, and those are like my favorite big bets. Um, and, you know, we talked about the Bills and the Niners. It's Skylar Thompson, and it's the Seattle defense against Christian McCaffrey. Um, so Bills minus three, Niners minus three and a half, minus 120. It's a it, this is a lock. All right. We, we got a little cold. You can guarantee it. All right. We're feeling good. Uh, send the house. Send the house. All righty, guys. Great episode. Uh, make sure you go out and uh, do whatever you got to do to protect your natural gas stove. Uh, check us out on all socials at Lunch Beers Pod. And then check us out online at www.lunchbeerspodcast.com. Wild card weekend.